Well, we only we we knew it was only a matter of time before this was going to happen. So, uh, and before I get started, welcome back to the show. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Donovan Edkinson Show. Today, we're going to talk about the fourth indictment of the man-child that we know as Donald Trump. So I am going to summarize an article from uh, AP News. This happened, I guess, late last night as I'm recording this. Today is Tuesday, August 15th, 2023. Former President Donald Trump and 18 associates have been formally indicted in Georgia for their alleged involvement in attempting to overturn the outcome of the 2020 state election. The indictment claims they operated as a criminal enterprise, utilizing methods reminiscent of organized crime to maintain Trump's hold on power. The charges encompass actions such as pressuring Georgia's Republican Secretary of State to locate additional votes for Trump, mistreating an election worker, and striving to sway Georgia legislators into appointing electors favorable to Trump. The indictment outlines a series of endeavors by Trump and his allies aimed at reversing his election defeat. This includes a scenario in which one of his attorneys supposedly tried to gain unauthorized access to voting machines and extract data from a voting machine company. The accused individuals comprise not only former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows and Trump's attorney Rudy Giuliani, but also other legal figures who endorsed legally questionable strategies to challenge the election outcome. This indictment constitutes the fourth criminal case brought against Trump within a span of five months. It arrived shortly after the Justice Department's special counsel implicated him in a conspiracy to overturn the election results. While the Georgia indictment overlaps with some aspects of the recent Washington indictment, it encompasses a larger cohort of defendants and characterizes their actions as part of a criminal organization or enterprise. Trump and his allies contend that the investigation is politically motivated, expressing their dissatisfaction after an apparent preemptive leak of the indictment. The new charges further compound Trump's legal predicaments, which encompass federal allegations of improperly retaining classified materials and a separate New York state case relating to falsified, falsifying business records. Despite the escalating number of indictments, Trump persists in his campaigning and fundraising endeavors, presenting himself as a target of Democratic prosecutors. His Republican supporters also stand by him, discrediting the charges as baseless. Okay, so we knew that when when and if the, these uh, this, this indictment came down for Georgia, that of course his cult, his, his MAGA crowd, even, even those Republicans that know that he's guilty. They know he's guilty, but they can't admit it because, and this is sad. This, in, in my opinion, this is really sad. They realize that if they do not have Donald Trump as the leader of the Republican Party, as the nominee, as the Republican nominee to run against Joe Biden for the 2024 election, the Republicans stand no chance of regaining the White House. They know this. And that's even sadder to me, the fact that they have to hitch their wagon to this sorry piece of shit that cares absolutely nothing about the rule of law. The Republican Party that's supposed to be the party of law and order absolutely will ditch that ideology 
if and when it serves their purposes to, to maintain or regain power. And I don't understand why people don't wake up. Everyone that's... Look, you don't have to like Democrats. You don't have to like Democratic policies. I don't like all Democratic policies. There are some Republican party, uh, uh, policies that I, I, I tend to agree with. Not many, but some. I was raised, if, if there's such a thing, I was raised as a Republican because my father voted Republican. My father was a Reagan Republican. Therefore, I was a Reagan Republican. My first opportunity to vote was when O.G. Bush ran after Reagan's two terms. And I, you know, I voted for him in that election. I voted for him whenever he ran against Clinton. I honestly did not change voting for Republicans until Obama came on the scene. He, he was my, I think it was Obama, or it might have been W's second, and I voted Democrat then, I believe. But I know that, that since Obama, specifically since Obama, I have voted Democrat every single time. Because the proof's in the pudding, as they say. Every time we have a Republican president, the deficit balloons. Everything looks great on the onset because, I don't know, I guess there's... I guess there's this euphoria of, hey, this isn't the guy that we had before, so it's it's the dawning of a new day. And then you realize, nope, this is complete and utter trash. And then it takes a Democrat at least four years to fix all the bullshit that the previous Republican president screwed up. The Republican Party as it stands today is not the party of law and order. They are the law they, they are the party of acquiring power. They are the party of lining their pockets with cash or favors. They are the party that is attempting to remake the United States in the image of Gilead. And some of you may think that's a stretch. Hell, years ago I would have thought that was a stretch. I have seen more things in the last 20 years that I never, ever thought would have happened here in the United States. Number one, the election of someone like Donald Trump in 2016. That one just absolutely blew my fucking mind. And I'm afraid that it's what it's done is it's it's shown a light on how shitty a segment of the citizenry of the United States actually is or are, fuck grammar. I don't know what goes through a MAGA person's head. I don't, I don't understand it. They don't, they, they can't think logically. There's no way. They can't think intelligently. There's no way. Are they just simply that bamboozled? And furthermore, what's really sad, what, what really is sad is the fact that it's the majority of your MAGA crowd are your, your baby boomers. Now, I don't know. Are they hedging their bets? Is this some attempt to ensure their place in heaven? Hell, I don't know. The evangelicals hitch their wagon to this the orange Jesus, and yet they know that he's not a Christian. They know that. They know that every time that he he espouses to be a Christian or he, he puts on a good Christian front, that's what it is. It's a front. The man has faith in only one God, and that is himself. Literally, I personally have never seen in my 53 years on this spinning blue and green ball in space a man that has such an unchecked ego 
as Donald Trump. And his cult just eat that shit up to the point that they honestly believe that this is a politically motivated attempt to prevent him from running again for the president of the United States. Now, there is the question that keeps going, why is it taking so long to get to this point? There's a lot of shit they had to uncover. There's a lot of information that they had to gather. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a judge. I don't work in, in the, 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 the legal business arena, but I read and I study. And I know that for the indictments and cases that have been brought against Trump and his allies, the prosecutors had to make damn sure that all of their I's were dotted, their, their T's were crossed, their zippers were zipped up, their shirts were buttoned, everything. Because they knew, they knew exactly how Donald Trump was going to react, what he was going to say. The man presents himself as the pinnacle of martyrdom, that he's being persecuted. This is a witch hunt and that the radical left just want to take him down and destroy America. And that's the furthest thing from the truth. If you have any ounce of sense about you, and don't take my word for it, do your own research but gobble up as much information as you can from, from right-leaning sources, left-leaning sources, independent, centralist sources. Compile all that information together, and then you can, you can needle it down and figure out the core truth of everything. And the core truth is this. Trump is a sore loser in life in general. He cannot stand to lose. He refuses to be called or seen as a loser. In his mind, it doesn't happen. He wakes up every morning and he goes to bed every night thinking he has won the day. Every single thing that he does is excellent, or at least that's the air about himself that he puts on. And so when he ran for re-election and was beaten in a fair and fraud-free election, I think his brain imploded because he couldn't figure out. He literally had a moment, and I think he's still suffering from it. He had a moment of cognitive dissonance. He's faced with reality, but that reality doesn't line up with his own personal reality. His own personal reality is he's still president of the United States. Even furthermore, he's king. He is, he is king of the, pres of the United States if not the world. So when he started seeing that that might not be the case and Biden was winning and did win by what is it, 7 million votes? 7 million votes is a lot. And then he starts trying to rationalize how, well, there's no way that, that he could have won that many votes and blah, blah, blah. There's not that many people voting. Oh, yeah, yeah, that many people did vote. When the freedom of the country and the, and, and the existence of democracy in the United States is at stake, and people's personal liberties are at stake, they will step up. Look at Ohio. And that, again, is just indicative of, of this, this cancer that has now been allowed to fester, and the source is Donald Trump. When groups of Republicans in, in other states start to act like him, they can't win a fair election, so they try to rig it. In Ohio, they saw the writing on the wall that there was going to be a vote on codifying abortion rights into the state's constitution in November, 
and their brains imploded. They were like, how do we stop this? And so what they did is they attempted to rig the process. There's no other way of saying it. They attempted to rig the process by making it harder to get amendments passed. And fortunately, the people of Ohio saw exactly what the Republican Party in Ohio was doing, and they didn't take it laying down. They stood up. They stood in line. They did early voting. They did everything that they needed to do that was within their power to ensure that the Republicans got their asses beat in this particular situation, that the masks were ripped off of their faces and their true identities were revealed. They are treacherous, and they get all of that either directly or indirectly from Donald Trump. And I say either directly or indirectly because when you take the measure of a person, I don't believe these people just suddenly decided oh, I'm going to become like Donald Trump. I believe that the good majority of these people were already like this, but they knew that if they presented their, their, their real selves to the world, they would be shunned, chastised, and they would lose their positions. But when you have someone like Donald Trump who came, who came out and won and then acts the way he does, that gives them carte blanche. That's a permission slip to run down the hall butt-ass naked and nobody's going to do anything about it because the man in charge can do it. Again, it's a cancer. Donald Trump is an infection, a deadly infection in this country for our democracy. And hopefully he's being called on his bullshit now. I just hope that the judges, the one down in Florida, she's probably a lost cause. But I hope that the judges in these cases, the January 6th case, and now the one here in Georgia, I hope they, they, they are steadfast. So far, Chutkin, the one in D.C., she looks like she's going to be, even though, I mean, she's put Donald Trump on notice. Your freedom is in your hands, but he doesn't seem to be able to control himself. He is still doing his damnedest to make this case be tried in social media. Things he is still putting out on his piss-poor little social media outfit, Truth Social. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that he he is doing witness intimidation. He did witness intimidation for the former lieutenant governor here in Georgia, saying that he should not he, he should not testify in this Georgia case. There's no way around that. You don't have to read between the lines. It's apparent to me. It should be apparent to you. If it's not apparent to you, then you need to go back to school and learn reading comprehension. But now, if Chutkin doesn't slap him, either toy, uh, take away his damn devices, or I'm okay. Now, this this will cause an uproar, and I understand that. And, and there there may be some riots, and there may be some loss of life. And, and that is, unfortunately, on the Republicans and the cultists in the MAGA group. But if she has to temporarily take away his freedom to ensure that justice will prevail and that the judicial process moves along smoothly and without any interruptions. I'm all for it. I am all for it. I want Trump to get a fair trial. I don't want there to be any, any resemblance of impropriety when it comes to his trials, because I don't want him and his lawyers to be able to come back when he is found guilty, and he will be. That is, that is my hope and my speculation that the, the wills of justice are just, that when he is found guilty, that they quickly exhaust their appeals. 
I, I want anybody and everybody that commits a crime to realize that they are not above the law. We all make petty little mistakes. I mean, you run a stop sign, you pay a fine. You speed, you pay a fine. You kill somebody, hopefully you go to prison for the rest of your life. If it was malicious. Now, if it was self-defense, that's completely different. But in this situation, we, we have an individual who blatantly attempted to hold on to power by breaking several laws and then claims, I didn't do anything. That was a perfect phone call to Raffensperger. What the fuck is a perfect phone call? He literally was attempting to coerce Raffensperger in the phone call, making statements like, paraphrasing, that Raffensperger could potentially be in legal trouble if he didn't do what Trump was asking him to do. All I want is is to is for justice to be served. Whether he's whether he spends any prison time is immaterial to me, though I think he should. But ultimately, because of his actions, he should not be able to hold any public office ever again. That is my ultimate goal. I do not want this piece of shit to ever ever be able to run for any office, especially the president of the United States. But he shouldn't be a senator. He shouldn't be a representative. He shouldn't be a governor. He should never hold public office ever again due to his own actions of trying his damnedest to subvert the rule of law and potentially almost get his own vice president killed. If you can't see how all of that is tragic, to be the legacy of a former president of the United States, then there's no hope for you. You are a cultist. You are brainwashed, just like if you were a member of uh, Scientology or maybe even Christianity. It just depends. But we'll have to wait and see how this is going to play out. I know the prosecution is now wanting their their January 6th trial in Washington, D.C. to start on January 2nd. Based on Everything I've read and a lot of the YouTube videos that I follow of people that really have their, their nose to the grindstone on this, they may get that. The question is when we might see trial date for this new indictment here in Georgia. I don't think it'll be before. I think Fonnie Willis did say she's looking for six months. So that would definitely, where we are today in August, that would be after the January 6th trial starts. I don't know where this is going to go. I know how I'd like for it to go. And the mere fact that there are people out there that are like, I don't care if he gets uh, if he gets convicted and he put is put in prison. I'm still going to vote for him. He's going to be my president. And what's sad is right now, there's nothing in our Constitution or any of our laws that prevent that. But I think once it's challenged, if that were to happen, the Supreme Court would probably, in one of its rare instances, come to its senses and say, no, this doesn't make any sense. You cannot govern from a jail cell. Or the fact of Trump trying to pardon himself. Yeah, I don't think that would happen either. It's going to be interesting uh, end of 2023, beginning of 2024 uh, for sure. <laughs> Break out the popcorn, folks. Woo! I mean. Well, let me know what you think. Are you a hardcore MAGA person? You probably, If you are, you probably hate my guts right now. And that's that's fine. I don't like you either. <laughs> If I believed in any form of religion, I'd say I'd pray for you, but I don't. Maybe one day logic and wisdom will win out with you and you'll realize that you are and have been on the wrong side of history, that you've been supporting 
a very cancerous asshole to the democracy of the United States. But however you come down on this, if you'd like to let me know how you feel, even if there's name-calling involved, that's fine. That uh, demonstrates more about you than it does me. Anyway, the the voicemail line or text line, you can do either one, is 762-325-1313. Again, that's 762-325-1313. Or if email is more your speed... The email address is show at donovanadkisson.com. Again, that is show at donovanadkisson.com. Let me know your thoughts. You think this thing is a complete shit show? You think it's going to arrive at a just verdict? Or is this man your orange Jesus? Let me know. Until next time, take care.